Welcome to Build Better Brands. I'm Danielle Clark and this show is here to provide insights, techniques and strategies to help you establish a better brand with confidence and clarity. We're on a mission to help as many people as possible start and build stronger brands so they can create happier, healthier lives for themselves and those around them. Today I'm joined by Alana Gambrill, lover of dance and founder of Dancebox. And Alana runs a online and pop-up dance classes for all with a real focus on empowerment. So welcome to the show, Alana. Thank you, my love. Hello. Hello, hello. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I'm I'm genuinely chuffed that you're on the show today. Um, of course. And what I love about what you've done and what you've been doing is you have literally taken your passion and turned it into your profession, which is what this show is all about. Um, And, you know, showing people how to start from something that, that they really care about, you know, how to start a business and grow a meaningful brand. It's about showing people that it's achievable and your energy and your passion dance which I've now had the pleasure of experiencing is infectious (laughs) thank you so much thank you well it is um I mean I feel joy when I dance what is it about dance that that brings you so much joy well I I think um, the story goes all the way back to when I was 12 years old and I decided that this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life. So I started a dance, a local dance uh, school when I was 12. And the reason why I did is because I had this like innate, like passion to move. I just loved it. I used to do like dance in school and like, you know, extracurricular dance and the teachers that were coming to like my high school would be like, whoa, that girl can move. And I was like, I really can, can't I? Anyway, so I went to this dance school and there was two reasons. One, because I love to dance and I'd never explored it. And two, because my mum tended to work every single weekend and it meant I was left at home with my dad who really, really scared me and I didn't like being at home with him. So I begged and pleaded to go to this dance school all day Saturday from like 9am to 6pm and I stepped into the room at the first class and bearing in mind these people had been there since they were babies they all knew each other they were all a clique and then this 12 year old kid walks in and I mean I took to it so it was like I'd done it my whole life and I've done it for many lifetimes before and the feeling that I gained from it was something I'd never felt before truly to be taught and to like thrash out my body to at the time, Christina Aguilera, I'm a genie in a bottle. And I had the best time. I ended up leaving the class, going to the toilet, crying my eyes out of happiness and energy and joy. And I was like, right, how do I do this for the rest of my life? Like, how do I do this? How do I be on top of the pops and do this forever? And that was it. That was my mission. Wow. Amazing. So it was you by the sounds of it, not being able to keep still that got you, <laughs> it got you dancing. Um, Basically. <laughs> so, you know me, I'm all over the place. 
Yeah. So there's not, because sometimes there's, um, you know, when you look back down the family, sometimes you'll find, oh, actually, you know, my grandma or, you know, my great grandma or granddad, whoever was, you know, into dance too. Is there a history of dance in your family? Well, on my dad's side, they were very um, creative people, like singers and um, they loved doing all, all sorts of things like that. And I know that I'm definitely the first actual dancer I'm definitely not the first that loved to dance and like did it really unapologetically and had rhythm. Um, and my mum's mum as well, she she loved to dance. She loved to watch me dance. It, it filled her with joy. So I guess I was the first one to actually take it and run with it rather than just say, I love to do it. Amazing. I love that you've done that. And I mean... <sighs> 12 year old you going into I mean how old were the other dancers at this dance studio that you were at were at all weekend so they were also 12 but they'd been there since they were four and um one of the teachers um at this dance school who I absolutely adored as soon as she started um seeing me dance she poured so much energy and love and you know like powerful words onto me and uh, she built me up really because she saw something within me and she ran another dance school that was only for 16 years and up so these this was like the training that you'd have before you go into like professional realm and at 13 she asked me to join and I was the youngest in that class and I've never felt so felt so honoured to be asked and it was the best time of my life to be in a room with these like amazing 16 year olds who've been trained and training their whole lives I've only ever danced for a year I felt so inspired and it was just like <laughs> like get me to the weekend please <laughs> I couldn't stop I was obsessed so this obsession then obviously led you to create dance box when did well that come- um dance box didn't actually come into my brain brain till I was about 27 oh I yeah I actually um left uh I got into a dance college a professional dance college and I trained there but it was really no bueno it was really toxic um and they made you I don't know they turned you into robots and made you have like encouraged eating disorders and things like this and it was just not the vibration it was just not the vibration Anyway, so I left there and I trained myself up at like Pineapple Dance Studios and other places. And I went into the dance world professionally. So working with artists and um, yeah, doing all of those sort of things. And I did that from the age of 18 to 27. And then I decided to take my life into my own hands and stop putting my worth into what other people thought of me to book me for a certain job and did I look right and did I dance right and I wanted to give back to the human race as opposed to it just being this speciality just for dancers and then Dancebox was born oh okay so Dancebox was born so what year was that then I'm not really good at maths 2014 I'm old No, I didn't. Those were your words, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're not old. You said, well, I've seen it's you move. Privilege. You have, girl. Mm. Um, amazing. So 
how's it going? Thank you for asking. It's going really well, touch wood. Um, it's just gone from strength to strength. And I, I always think that is that due to the fact that I'm just so persistent in getting it out there? Or is it just because it's just my passion and it comes so organically and naturally to me? Obviously, having the business now for nine years, like it's been hard. It's been really hard. There's been people that, uh, there's been times where people don't turn up. I used to have classes seven days a week and six of those days would be completely empty. And it was such a struggle. Um, but I persisted and I never let it go. And I kept it going. And and right now, it's, it didn't even visualize. I, I, I didn't even, I didn't visualize it, but there's more to come. Oh, exciting. It's um, like you say the studio was open seven days a week and sometimes for six of those days, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have bookings. Um, so... No, I would, but at those, I did have bookings, but at those times, they'd just book them through texting me and then they would just choose not to turn up, oh. you know, because adults have responsibilities and things crop up. And so I think I was turning up to a load of people, but they all text each other, I'm assuming, saying, I'm not going today. <laughs> and yeah, it, would be, it was hard. It was soul destroying, really. Yeah. I mean, but let's come back to now then. So you've got, like over 23,000 followers on your Instagram now, which is incredible, amazing. I've seen how full your sessions get. It is packed. Um, so in those really early days when you first started out, how did you, especially when, you know, it must have been so disheartening when people will book and then not turn up. What did you do to continue to get people through the doors and how did you stay motivated? I think the motivation comes from an unshakable knowing deep down that this is what I'm supposed to do and that everything isn't going to be easy to get where you want to be. That's why I kept going and that's my motivation. But to get people through the doors, wow, I used to, I used to have, I used to go flying, you know, dance box flyers around the entire town. I'd go to three different towns near the studio stand outside school gates, speak to the mums. I'd really put myself out there on social media as much as I could. And then I also, you know, tried to encourage people to spread the word to their friends. And, you know, if you're feeling good from this, then let's spread that joy and make everyone feel good. And a lot of people would be like, no, this is my space. This is my sanctuary. I don't want to share it with my friends. <laughs> but a lot of people did start bringing friends. And then, you know, it just started snowballing. It just started snowballing really organically, I think. That's amazing. I um I can I can imagine you being outside schools and flying and just being really excited and loud and welcoming because that's that's how you are. Um do you think that's the main reason the main thing that kind of sets dance box apart from other dance studios is is there anything else apart from you of course that makes it different well I think that um the dance studios are notoriously um known for being kind of unwelcoming to new pe people and kind of a space that uh feels a little bit scary 
And uh, it's really vulnerable to dance and it's exposing to do it in a room full of people. And if you've never danced before, you really need to feel safe. And I think that's what sets dance box apart. You can be anyone in the world. You could never have danced in your life and you're going to feel so welcome and so loved and supported. And in those times, you'll notice in your life, when someone says or makes you feel you can't or you're inadequate and actually says those words sometimes, you can't. But when you're in a space where people are just going, yes, like be this person, like be with it and trial out new things. And it makes you... Wow, it makes this thing come out that's never really allowed out in everyday life. And I think that's what sets dance box apart, you know. I love that. And I think it's so important what you said. It is when you keep hearing a particular narrative. Also, or sometimes it only takes hearing it the once, especially if it's from mm. someone that's of significance or whose opinion that you care about you know it could be a parent it could be a boss you know when you said that I kind of went back to a time where I was told that I wasn't a designer I wasn't a very good one and I was just like and you do start to believe it because you think gosh that if I've said that it must be must be true maybe it's true right so I can I can Mm. really see the impact that that can have on people and also in dance college I was told hourly from the morning to the evening that I was shocking at dance and that I wouldn't make it and that I didn't have the right body type and I had all this passion but um, I I didn't have what it took even though these people gave me a scholarship and they only give three away a year they just wanted to tear you down to then potentially build you back up. But some people don't come back up. It's too much. And, Mm. you know, I I left, I left before I finished my course because it was, it was far too intense. The um, the abuse, the abuse. Wow. That must've been difficult. So difficult. I was so ill. I was so ill. And I think all of these bad things that happened throughout my career, has led me to dance box and to, you know, it could have crushed someone and and they could have left the industry altogether and gone and got an office job. But instead I wanted to be like, no, I'm going to change this narrative. And, you know, dance is such a special thing. It's such a magical thing to do with your body. I'm going to bring back the joy for other people as well and give them permission. So I'm also healing my wounds with what I do, you know. That's amazing. And I, as you know, because we've had, we've had conversations, dance is healing. And I've always loved dancing. Like, ask any of my friends. <laughs> you know what? When I watched you dance, you, you are a light in a room. But when, you, when I watch you dance, that light explodes. Oh, you stop are it. So bright. <laughs> You are so bright in that room when you're dancing. It's it's really freaking special to watch. Oh, I, I was not expecting you to say that. Thank you so much. That's so you're lovely. You're welcome. You're um, welcome. And I I will be back at some point. I'm gonna make it happen. Um, mm. and I found you actually through so we were talking about social media. I found you through social media. I think it was. 
I think initially I saw you on Reasons to be Cheerful. I think you did a, a chat. You had a chat with Mark, like mm. on the one of the online day events, and then I started following you on social media. And I was like, wow, this this is cool. This is awesome. <laughs> and it is so. And, you know, you're, you know, when we talk about personal brands and things, you're, I feel like your social media page really reflects who you are. Sometimes when you see people on social media, then you meet them, which has happened a lot over the past few years. There's a bit of a disconnect. Mm. So you're expecting, you've been on social media, you've seen them, you've been on the website and you're expecting a, a particular person. And then when you meet them, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't what you were putting out. Um, mm. But you, with mm. you, it was, I'd, I knew, you know, I had a really good idea of who I was going to meet. And and Alana on social media is Alana, Alana in real life, which is amazing, full of life and loud and energetic and funny as well. Um, <laughs> well, I think part of my biggest thing is that you need to be showing up as your authentic self. And if you're not, it's, uh, it's so destroying to watch, really, I think. And then when you meet them and you're like, oh, so disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> I mean, social media page, you've got that. You've got your website. You've got your membership. You've got your physical studio as well as the online classes. It's quite a lot. <laughs> There's a lot you know going what? on. You know what? There's so much <laughs> going on behind the scenes as well. But I, where I used to have real-life classes seven days a week, I used to feel a lot more busier physically. Now I only teach <laughs> three days a week online, and I have pop-up classes once a month. So it doesn't feel like I'm physically doing as much as I used to. But mentally, I mean, <laughs> I am going crazy over it. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, how have you... How have you found building your brand, Dancebox, and managing it? What's been the toughest part? I think the toughest part for me, everything's kind of gone stage by stage and really organic and nothing's been forced. But I think the toughest part for me was um, when we went into lockdown because that's before that is when I had classes seven days a week. And I was like, hold on a second, we're in lockdown. How, how am I supposed to teach people if we if we can't meet in real life? Um, what am I going to do? I, I, I can't stop the business. And so I literally sat down with my mum and my brother. And we were like, well, you're just going to have to go online, babe. You're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> and it felt like, to me, such a mountain to climb. Because I didn't know how to do it. And Zoom felt really impersonal and I wanted a space for them if I'm going to create this space, you know, a community space, basically. Um, and I think that was the biggest hurdle, but we got there. We got there. Yeah, amazing. Um, so I suppose, like so many people, lockdown, I mean, I was the same, but I'd never even heard of Zoom until lockdown. I was like, what? Damn. What's Zoom? What are you going on about? Yeah. <laughs> and now I use it all the time and 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 that's the thing sometimes things happen and and we're forced to do things differently we're forced to pivot we're forced to change the way we interact the way we approach running our business and and it can feel very scary at first but then oh gosh 
like with everything, it becomes just something that you do. Yeah. And then you're like, gosh, what was I doing before this? Like, it, this just makes so much sense. And I never thought that I could, you know, with my clients that I used to teach seven days a week, we were a family. We were like, we'd turn up of an evening or a daytime, whenever class was. And it was like, oh, I'm home. I was like, how am I supposed to do that online? Like, everyone's all over the world. And like, well, the community, like, they fly to meet each other. If they're in the UK, they 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 um they they stay around each other's houses. They are the community is exactly the same. And I'm like, how does this happen? But you just kind of got to surrender, right, and just pray for the best. I love that that's happening, and that's the thing with community. Like, if you're if you are around like-minded people, whether it's in person or online, that have the same you know, the same values as you and you connect with them on some level. It's that idea of connection, isn't it? I think it doesn't it doesn't really matter where you are in the world, especially with technology now. If that connection's strong enough, it'll continue regardless. Mm, mm. And it's really it's really special. It's you know, blown me away. Amazing. I love that. So is there anything that's happened off the back of building dance box that you didn't expect something happened and you've gone wow okay I didn't see that coming I think that um more I kind of knew that when I was going to put this out into the world that I would receive um other people and other things that want a piece of the joy. So I've never really been shocked at what's come my way. What I am shocked at is um, where I'm taking it next. That I won't, I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. Okay. Yeah. And okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see this happening. I didn't see the next stage happening. I saw myself, you know, potentially buying a warehouse in London and, building my own home and studio there and having everything there. That's what I saw for it. Um, and I saw me doing tours and things like that. But what is coming is something I never I never imagined. Wow. I'm really excited now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, okay. But, Top you know, secret. Cool. I, uh, I feel like we... Even as, as positive as I am and as knowing as I am of what I'm doing, I still have self-limiting beliefs and I still have self-doubt. And I'm really working on removing them. And as I'm removing them and dusting them away, that's when the bigger doors are opening because I'm not allowing those voices to take precedent anymore. And I think it's important for people to know that. If it looks successful for me outside, do know. Do know that there's a, a cute little girl that is still riddled with fear and self-doubt that she's working on because it's all on my shoulders huh well we're all I mean we're only human right exactly we were we were made imperfect you know perfect doesn't exist and I think exactly it's really good that you're being honest but also really good that you're aware of it and you're dealing with it like we all do 
mm. being authentic. And I think the yeah. And another thing that um, I believe is is not good in society is if you're being led by someone, and essentially I'm a leader. Uh, the people that are being led tend to put that person on a hierarchy and that's a high pedestal. And then that person isn't authentic because they think they have to be this perfect leader on this pedestal. But actually, if you just sit down with the people that you're leading and be vulnerable, that's a true leader. You know, there's no hierarchy in humanity. We all shit out the same hole. Sorry, I'm just going to say <laughs> I was just waiting. I was just waiting. I was thinking, gosh, she's not said anything. <laughs> we do. We do. It's, it's all good. <laughs> I've got a bit of <laughs> Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> You're hilarious. Um, but we do. We do all shit out of the same <laughs> everybody's it's a lot of that phrase isn't it everyone's got an opinion um and everyone's got an arsehole everyone's got one <laughs> exactly like come on yeah so it is what it is <laughs> oh right so what I'm gonna do now um, I'm going to do a quick fire round, if that's okay. Absolutely. Hit right. So, yeah. Straight, you know, straight up answers. Don't, don't overthink it. Um, right, let's go. Let's go. Describe your style in one word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what are you going to say? <laughs> Changes hourly, by the way. Um, cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What's your favourite food? Israeli food. Middle Eastern food. Okay. Favourite song to dance to? Mama say, Mama say, Mama <laughs> And that <laughs> song is. Michael um, Jackson. Michael Jackson. Wanna be starting something? Yeah, that is a tune, actually. I um, mean, everyone. I, you can't ask a dancer that, but yeah, that's what first comes to my head. Okay, that's cool. Mine's um, I do love Shaka Khan. Ain't nobody. Woo! <laughs> ain't nobody. Nobody. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's your What's your favourite brand? Mm, I'm not a brand girl. Okay. All right. Do you know what? I really do. I, I really enjoy Adidas. Okay. <laughs> Basic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not a brand girl. No. no honestly, okay. my whole wardrobe. Is... Yeah, okay. You're talking clothes, but what about? I mean, some people have, oh, yes. yeah, not just clothes. Think about it. Brands are everywhere. Could it be, could it be tech? I can see you've got Beats on. I do love Beats as well. Um, could it be Bose. Like food? Bose. Bose. Oh, speakers. Bose. Bose. 
Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I really like them. What are you most looking forward to? I don't know if I'll ever get there because I don't think a creative person ever feels truly, truly content. But I'm looking forward to getting to the top of the mountain and looking out on the world I've created. What makes you say you don't think you'll get there? I do think I'll get but I think a lot of creative people reach the mountain and then say, surely there's another level. But, you know, I, I, I have this vision of me looking out at sea in my beautiful home and I've got my children and my dog and my beautiful partner and I feel really content with everything I've done in the world and I feel like I can just relax for a bit. That's what I'm most looking forward to, honestly. That's beautiful. I can visualise that myself. I, I, it's going to happen. Me too. I can see it. I see it every day. Oh, amazing. And last question, what's the biggest thing, the biggest lesson that you've learned? The biggest lesson I've learned is to, to take the small wins and sit with them for a little bit rather than, like I just said, constantly chasing the next because there's something that I have reached and I haven't realised I've reached them because I'm chasing the next bit. And I think know when a win is a win. Know when to sit down and just congratulate your body and your mind and your soul for what you've achieved. Um, I think that's it. I love that. Important. Very important. And also, one thing I learnt recently is that a your perception of a win and, and a loss can be skewed. I used to think that a loss was a loss, but what I now know is off the back of that, there's always other things that you've learnt that are wins, other things that you've gained. So Big time. Yeah. Big time. At the moment, I'm going through a really stressful process with a big project. Dancebox is creating its own app at the minute and um Ooh. it's just it's just a really difficult process it's a difficult process and i've not chosen the right developers to do it so it's been really hard but i have noticed the wins within the hardship of that um and the lessons lessons man so important yeah <clears throat> absolutely so if there was anyone listening now that wants to grow a successful brand and business just like you have what one piece of advice would you give them the exact same advice my mum gave me in 2014 when I started so I had this vision and I wanted to be at mark five before I did mark one two three and four and my mum said to me Alana just do me a favor just crawl please go slow then you can stand up and you can take some slow steps standing and then we're going to walk at a nice pace and then we're going to you know maybe fast pace walk and then we're going to jog and then we're going to run and then we're going to sprint but because of me my nature I am an Aries woman 
I wanted everything there and then. But when you rush, it's quick to fall. Put your time in. Be patient. Know that things are not going to turn around in the first six months, a year. Know that you've got to give it time. And if you're passionate about it, and this is something that you love and you want to bring into the world, please give it the love that it deserves. And, and don't don't be disheartened because it's taken a longer time than you think. Just keep going, keep persisting, get to your goals and get to your dreams. Don't quit before you reach one of them. Okay, Amazing advice from your mum. <laughs> the best woman in the world. What's her name? I'm Sally. Sally. Okay. Well, yeah, thank you for that, for that advice yeah. and Sally. That's amazing advice and it looks like you're following it because by the sounds of it, whatever's coming is like the sprint. It sounds exciting. Um, it's a sprint. It's a sprint, a leap, a jump and a hop and a skip. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So for anyone that's listening that wants to find you, where can they do so? You can find me on Instagram at danceboxofficial. Um, you can find my website, www.dance-box.co.uk. And my app is due to come in. So keep your eyes peeled, homie. We look forward. We look forward to it. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you, Alana. I love you. Take care. Bye. You too, darling. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Build Better Brands. I am so grateful to have you tuning into the show and I'd love to thank you personally. So wherever you are in the world, remember to tag at Danielle Clark Creative in your social media posts and stories. Let us know when you're listening. You want to know what you've enjoyed about the show and give you a show tone. And if you would like to help more people like you discover the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us rank higher and reach more listeners. It's also a great way for us to help you with the problems your brand might be facing. Suggest a topic in your review and we might feature it and you in one of our episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.